as we all know that the world is changing and uh, what is happening is in the uh, industry is that especially from the radiology perspective availability of radiologists are becoming more and more difficult and at the same time the productivity of each radiologist also is very very less so in this regard a lot of technological advancements are also happening using the ai and ml kind of scenarios which will enable though it cannot replace the current radiologists there is a world is moving and uh, in this case we are uh, inviting uh, uh, mr rohit bhargava who is a pioneer in uh, cancer detection using the image technologies i would like to welcome mr rohit for this discussion thank you for coming and talking to us mr rohit thank you for having me yeah good morning sir how morning. are you doing good how are you yeah good i just want to you know uh, talk to you with respect to your work in the imaging can you please uh, uh, talk about that sure so traditionally in medicine imaging has always been about looking at shape uh, looking at architecture looking at features of shape of cells in particular for pathology or in radiology looking at the shape uh, of objects that you might see what we are trying to do is instead of looking at shape look in chemistry so try and see if we can measure spectroscopically without using dyes without using labels uh, the chemistry inherent in the tissue and then we can use machine learning approaches uh, to make sense of the chemistry and and make diagnoses that are objective that don't require exogenous agents and that can be done with great accuracy so you mean is the accuracy is much better in the new chemistry analysis compared to are uh, using the ai compared to the previous traditional this one right? yeah there's two aspects to it one there's more information because in addition to shape now you have chemistry information second ai methods are becoming very very robust and very good in predicting things uh, so if you design your ai architecture carefully uh you can actually come up with results that are much better than achieved by a, a typical average human okay excellent so what will happen to the current conventional technologies with respect to x-ray and ct and stuff like that because it is if the chemistry and the quantum and this is increasing so what happened to what will happen to the traditional technologies yeah i think where um, imaging is going to go is augmented imaging so you can think of augmentation in either the resolution for example so using ai to improve uh, visibility uh, at lower dosage for with ct for example looking at multicolor ct so trying to get more properties out of tissue and make it quantitative uh, that's a second option uh, the third direction i see is integration of data across scales so you might take pathology and integrate it with radiology something that is not pretty common now so what about uh, from the perspective of is this already available in the field or how much time it will take from lab to field these kind of new advancements yeah that's a great question because you know if you look at mri or ct it took 20 30 years to go from uh, from the initial concepts initial instruments to actually being used uh, widely uh, across the world but i hope that given that we have so become so used to technology in the last 10 years or so Uh, i hope that these new technologies will make it much faster uh, they'll be much more accurate because we as a society have come to uh, expect a high performance a high reliability uh, for example from our phone uh, so i think we will see more reliable more robust technologies that will come into play faster okay what about uh, your view on the self learning uh, uh, technology because uh, for example reinforcement yeah. so how do you see that how it is shaping up and how it is helping 
uh, in in the current uh, scheme of things. Absolutely. So this reinforcement learning idea is actually rather new, uh, for two reasons. One, the sheer capacity of data that we need uh, to keep improving, and the improvement, you know, of a typical case uh, is not much after you see a maybe a few hundred cases in most algorithms. But the unique, unusual cases, you actually need to see larger and larger data, uh, and you need to have greater and greater input from the clinicians initially uh, to correct this. So I think we'll see a growth in reinforced learn models uh, in equipment that can do that, but it'll require very tight integration of both data science and clinical science. It will take some more time to go. Right, okay. So what about, uh, you know, you are a veteran in, uh, in cancer detection, especially the tumors use the imaging technologies. At the same time, a lot of focus and a lot of, this one is going on genomics also. That's right. So what is your view? Is all these technologies are converging or they are going in parallel by themselves? Um, I think they've gone in parallel to some extent. Uh, you know, people who tend to focus on what has traditionally been imaging try to solve the problem with better imaging. Uh, genomics has focused on trying to solve problems with new data. But they haven't uh, quite integrated quite as much. So I do think what genomics offers is really exciting, that there's a molecular basis of disease and we can find it. But what we're increasingly finding that in addition to the molecular basis of disease, we need to understand the spatial behavior of the disease. And that's where imaging really comes in. So I see a small subset of uh, useful genomic markers merging with imaging, uh, and then using AI uh, to make sense of it in, in all cases. Excellent. And the, another thing which is also going on today is that, for example, um, using uh, these AI ML-based technology for detection of, uh, you know, uh, lung-related diseases uh, using the chest X-rays and stuff like that. And that also making uh, these doctors, though we cannot eliminate them, but is enabling. But however, uh, the, the each radiologist has their own views and we put into the model, you know, the right model is very important. What is your view? What is your uh, thought process on that part? I think, part? you know, the, to me, the biggest impact of technology is in making care more humane. Actually, this is an interesting concept because right now what we're doing is we are so overwhelmed by trying to do many things that can be automated and that don't really add value, uh, having a really highly trained clinician uh, doing those things. For example, entering medical records. Correct. That's a very simple thing from technology can handle. Or even the diagnostic uh, technologies where you don't look, need to look at samples uh, to make certain decisions. You know, most, I would say 80 to 90% of decisions are fairly straightforward that, uh, you know, technology can handle uh, pretty carefully, which allows the clinician to focus on those 10 or 20 really difficult uh, cases that they want to see where expertise is really required. So I think where technology is most useful is not thinking of uh, sort of replacing the clinician type of model, but making the clinician uh, more accessible, uh, making their job less error prone, uh, making, their, uh, making it easier to deliver higher care at higher, at higher quality. Um, primarily, just like, you know, remember if we used to write papers, we would type it in a typewriter, and if you made a mistake, you had to go, you know, maybe type the whole thing again. Uh, but with, you know, Word, Microsoft Word now, you can just, you know, write the same document in a much shorter time. You can print it with a better printer. You can communicate it electronically. So I think technology will do the same for, for medicine. So one more question I have is that with respect to the image fusion, for example, people are talking about using ultrasound and images 
of CT or X-ray or MR like that. How do you see, again, is it some use cases coming up for those kind of things? Yeah, I think the, the difficult thing is improving use cases when, so imagine taking one imaging technique to use, right? There's already enough complications. Now you take two uh, techniques and, you know, prove them together uh, and show that there's a benefit, uh, you know, widely that justifies the expense of trying to merge them uh, together. So I think uh, the fusion technologies at this point are primarily in the research domain. And once we start, uh, you know, PET-CT, of course, is a great, great example of, of a fusion technology. Uh, PET-MR is another technology that's coming up. But I think it'll take some time uh, to show its worth. But regardless, it'll happen. It, it's so, so what is your view, especially in the imaging field? What is the greatest challenge as on today? So I think the, the greatest challenge in imaging is to be less inconvenient uh, you know, for example, MR that is fast at low dose, uh, you know, CT, for example, that can be done with great detail and low dose of X-ray. Um, that's one challenge. The second challenge is how to get more information. So could you get metabolic information? Could you get genomic information? Could you get some really high uh, quality spatial information also? So I think these two major challenges um, are kind of related. And they're related by fundamental progress in theory, they're related by fundamental progress in the components that go into making imaging instruments. And finally, AI, you know, it's a, it's a great leveler. It can, it can really uh, make things go a lot faster. Thank you. And the last one is that uh, for companies like LNT Technologies, where we are working on, you know, uh, helping our customers in the technology space, what is your advice or suggestion you know, how to help our customer, especially in the imaging field? I think it's, uh, you know, as a broad stroke, uh, it's never a good bet to bet against technology. <laughs> this is coming. Correct. Uh, and the early adopters can help shape how it comes, you know. So I would say those who are interested, who are capable uh, of taking this on, should participate wholeheartedly, uh, whether it's from a critical point of view, saying I need this and this performance metric, or it's from a developmental point of view, or it's even from a testing point of view. So I think all of us are needed in different roles uh, for this, but there's no question that this is the way it's going to happen. Thank you, thank you, Rohit. Thank you, thank for you so time. much. I Thanks really for having me here. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it.